0: This is the Roaring Alten podcast, and today I bring you the master of soul, the king of soul, Dave.
1: Hi, Dave. Um, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's your article. It's <laughs> uh, a weird intro. Um, yeah. So this is um. There's a few different articles that came up, which I think are um a little bit opposite ends of the same spectrum or maybe two sides of the same coin Um, one was around um, a bit of a plea i think um, from someone named buildware who i think is a, believe is a developer advocate um, for uh, canonical and you know he's talking about the the soul of open source Um, what he actually seems to be talking about is you know when you should think about paying for open source and you know what are the other ways that you can um, support uh, open source generally not just with paying for paid services um, and then uh, a sort of a second article um, came up which was around uh, the fact that uh, you know MariaDB uh, is having some financial troubles right now. Uh, it's in the process of uh, laying off, or has announced laying off twenty twenty eight percent of its workforce, and killing several of its actual um, paid for um, projects, and or yeah, discontinuing yeah two of its popular products. So they're they're sort of um, and this is not an unusual kind of state of things like the open source exists in uh, in many cases not always but in many cases there is a uh, some form of uh, benefactor or company behind the scenes that is formed around uh, open source um projects now this is not always the case there are many open source projects out there that operate completely independently of any, um, any company. But it is certainly not uncommon for there to also be companies behind open source projects. And those companies to exist and for them to continue to invest in the open source projects that they very likely initiated or created or they employ the creators of whatever it might be, ...require revenue in some way, shape or form to continue operating. Um, Yon and I both work for organisations that are um, very closely related to open source uh, projects that they um, have a strong guiding hand in. I've been involved in open source based solutions, technologies and companies for over 20 years in a variety of different forms and a variety of different organisations. So... None of this is particularly new, so the question is: is this just a is this just a coincidence of these things sort of starting to flare up, or do you think that the um, you know, the world is just continuing to to spin on its axis and this is just a momentary blip in things?
0: Um, I-
1: Bit of all, I guess. I mean, open
0: source has never been as popular as this today. It's being used everywhere by everybody, which also means that these things get a lot more financial burden. There's a lot more things attached to it. Uh, There's a lot of legal issues happening now for open source software as well. While in the olden days, you could make a piece of software, put it out there, and if it burned your house down, tough noogies. MariaDB for some reason gets used and a whole bunch of financial data gets destroyed there will probably be at least an attempt to get liability done there. So you need lawyers mm-hmm. involved. So monetary, it's more of a, a hassle for these uh, things. They are a lot bigger. I mean, I remember play a lo- uh, long time ago, the biggest open source project was the Mozilla browser, I would say. I think that was the biggest. What well, The first one that actually became a commercial success, if I can call, say commercial without any money being involved, but <laughs> that people really started using in anger. But since then, things have changed. And of course, at the moment, there's a lot of um, changes happening in open source licenses. And what we are seeing today, I think, is the consequences of the choice of the license you're taking. And I'm not going to start and debate which one is better and if we should do this or that. Mm. This is all very uh, context-specific. And depending on who you are, what you are, what you're doing, where you're being used, whatever, certain licenses make more sense than others. So I'm not going to go into into that discussion at all, but uh, going for a purely open source approach where you are actually saying we will never make money on the project. Yeah, at some point you need to pay your people because the things that the project is getting so big, you cannot really do it. it just volunteers. And in that case, a lot of money to come in for money to go out. And apparently MariaDB, which I was very surprised about. I mean, I've been using MariaDB ever since. Uh, MySQL went to Oracle. Well, not ever since, but it was very clearly that Oracle wasn't mm. gonna keep investing as much in in MySQL. And it just stopped working for what I wanted to do. And MariaDB was a very handy drop and replacement. Thank you all the people who are working on MariaDB. Um, but they are being used Everywhere, and there's a couple of uh, the the, the article actually gives a couple of examples where they're being used, list them, but they're very popular. And if a project like this is actually having to fire people and 28%, they're gonna feel that. I mean, that's more than a quarter, that's not just a person we might not need anymore. This will hurt. (sighs) Yeah, will an angel investor step up to give them money? That's also maybe a reason why this gets more publicity i mean if you don't make noise nobody knows you're in trouble so it's mm. a good thing that this comes up so that somebody can step in um there are also things on on github now we can start having a kind of uh buy me a beer uh, fund kind of approach yep. things yeah i'm not sure i have no idea if money to on uh, github to be honest so there are ways of doing this is this maybe just I don't know, this isn't from this is on phosphor, so it is an open source uh outlet that is putting this in the open so they're probably using this as an example to just ask for attention to the problem of mm. well, the ever-growing problem of uh, monetizing or keeping alive keeping financially afloat
1: open source projects yeah and like this has been this has been a a sort of a continuous problem for quite a long time like the a project's popularity has never been a guarantee that there is money to be made um on that project you know if you look at oh i mean so many different examples if you look at the um apache web server or um you know if you look at i mean a lot of the apache projects are actually really good examples of Things where you know some of the some of the bigger ones there are um, there are companies behind them, but for many of them, um, you know, it is a a purely open source, purely volunteer um, sort of thing, and there's that has a certain, um, I guess, pace of innovation that has a certain um sort of level of guidance and direction like everything is done through through the community and everything is done in a way that um you know the community decides as a whole and in the direction of those projects and you know contributions come in and if they're accepted great but that doesn't mean that there's 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 money to be made there and i think what we're what we're starting to see especially as there've been situations where i've been talking to companies and they've said you know what we don't actually we don't need to uh we don't need your you know quote unquote enterprise features or we don't need your your paid for service or your support but you know we like what you do we rely on your technology and you know we 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 thought, frankly would like to continue supporting you so you can carry on existing and Building the great tech that we love, like I can, I can count on probably two hands the number of times over twenty years I've had those conversations. Um, and then you start to get into a position like the world is in today, where every dollar and cent, or uh, euro and, and cent, is very, very closely monitored and closely watched, and. People can't make those sort of uh, charitable donations. Almost like they, every single um, piece of budget has to be very closely monitored and fought for. And those kinds of well, you know, we we maybe don't need this, but we want to support you because we use what it, we use your tech. We love it, and that sort of thing. Like a lot of those deals that maybe happened in the past very very unlikely to happen in this kind of climate and i wonder how much of how much of this is in response to those kind of situations as well
0: i mean there's definitely a reaction about why would i pay for it if i don't have to and you can say what you want about the whole idea of open source most people see it as free software That's mm. in, i do not have to pay to use this thing as you mentioned i'm not sure if there's money to be made here i mean is database database there's a m- a huge amounts of money to be made in databases but yes if i can use MariaDB for free and it fulfills my needs i mean mm. MariaDB will never replace an oracle cluster i uh, i would expect that there's different oracles ecosystem is way bigger than just a database and db2 mm. or whatever but if it's enough and it fits the bill then yeah why would one pay for it the thing you also see is that whenever somebody changes a uh, license from a full open source to a half a open source, SSPL or whatever, and there are a couple of days in between, the ones that are protesting the most are the ones that are using it the most without giving anything back, usually, mm-hmm. asterisk, exceptions are there. So this idea of, okay, we have our business built on top of open source and our business model is kind of, well, we can be cheap because we don't have any costs. Of course, they'd have costs for people, blah blah blah. But still, that's part of their thing. If I have to start paying for, let's say, MariaDB, I will have to double my prices because that needs to be recouped. Obviously, that kind of discussions is a problem, and it is going to be a problem, I think, because when we talked first about monetization of open source, that's more than a year ago. By now, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some cries for help and things were started and uh, Linux Foundation came up, uh, GitHub did their thing, Patreon, whatever, there were things happening. Yeah. And it kind of went away again. And everybody, I think, including me, I guess, assumed that, okay, it's got attention. So now it will get uh, fixed. This popping up uh, closer together uh, indicates it isn't it's being solved. And that means mm. that there will be a reaction. So I would expect that more, uh, Projects like MariaDB and others will go away from being fully open source. Hey, download for free and have fun with it. To more restrictive licensing and maybe a yeah monet a, a system of monetization, license selling, whatever, enterprise versions, whatever, things like that. Where hopefully the hobbyist is still able to have a little database here to hold uh, his DVD collection in in check. Mm. But the moment you do something more with it, uh, there will be payment for it. But that will have a very big uh, knock-on effect on a lot of things because the reach is gigantic. Hmm. So, yeah, is, this, is it good or bad? Neither. It's good and bad depending on where, which point <laughs> you're looking yeah. at it. Will it have an effect? Uh, I do think in the next calendar year, we might see a lot of changes there.
1: Yeah. I mean if If we see I think one of the ways to view this is if we see organizations that um, you know do end up um, you know going bankrupt or or sort of shutting up shop uh, because of these kind of um, decisions the the very telling thing will be what happens next like do all of those organizations that you mentioned that are you know, using heavily the technology do they rally around the project mm-hmm. do they contribute staff to the project because that technology is important to them and do they recognize oh okay like this is this is an important um kind of inflection point we can't just let this thing die because we need it to for for our business and for our business to continue running and be effective um yeah that to me is going back to the roots of, of of open source like lots of different individual people contributing back to a project um but it's this is also a very tough time to ask or expect organizations to make those sacrifices because, you know, the the same things that are affecting the kind of the charitable donation type deal I was talking about earlier are also affecting um, you know, headcount and people's budgets that way as well. So, you know, how many people have the the flexibility to redirect people and resources onto something like this? A lot of it is going to come down to a, a relatively simple financial equation of, okay, if if this particular open source project goes away, um, how much is it going to cost me to, A, migrate to another solution that satisfies that same? And if that solution is a paid solution, then how much does that cost? Mm-hmm. And does the the migration and reintegration of a new technology um, plus the acquisition, if there is a, a, a if it is a paid for service, does that is that number bigger or smaller than the cost it would be for me to invest one, two, three individuals into an open source project to keep it going? Now, I would also say it's it's fraught with risk because you contributing a few you know people to a project still does not. Guarantee its success and that it will continue to live, or that it would even continue to evolve in the direction that you want it to. Um, so you know, even that route is is uh, is pretty risky.
0: Yeah, I've also seen in the past that because it's open source, uh, the solution that often gets handled when a project goes into more commercialized, uh, parts. And I think HashiCorp is the most recent one I can remember. Mm. Uh, big outcry fork the project, we'll do it on our own then. No, those forks typically, well, sometimes I succeed, I guess, sometimes I won't, we'll have to see in the future how these, uh, more recent ones go. But yeah. instead of realizing that, okay, these projects do need to get funding somehow to survive the first thing and typically under the influence of the ones I mentioned earlier. Uh, let's fork it and keep it free. But it isn't that easy because even if it succeeds, you'll get the same problem again. That's uh, sad. We'll see how these projects survive in the, in the future. I mean, the one, mm-hmm. what I would personally hope for is that the people that gain the most from the open source starts kicking something back down the tree. And for a big part of uh, open source projects, I think the cloud provider should step in uh, because all the cloud providers have services built around open source stuff where they just, and these guys make a lot of money. I mean, they, they give up their yearly statements. You can watch it up. They make billions. If they just would give 0.001% or something like that to the project, the project would be funded for years. Okay. I'm, bit of hyperbole bit there perhaps i would have to do the math i'm not going to do the math but <laughs> that would be an easy one if just the three big well let's take the
1: four the five big let's give ibm and oracle also a chance to uh, show that they're good guys i mean uh, six or seven big if you can include things like alibaba yeah then they don't go to china uh, that's, that's the whole different kind of politics so i'm not going to go there but anyway <laughs> you, you know
0: you feel what i'm saying right if they if yeah. these behemoths could just uh, be at Let's call it ethical, why not? Um And some of them are more ethical than the other ones. You can figure out who's who yourself. I'm not gonna go with that controversy either. Uh, but it, that would be a relatively easy way to have a, at least a big bunch of projects saved. No, not all of them, because some other projects are not being service-sized, it's a word now, by the clouds. <laughs> um, so that it's definitely not a catch-all. But for uh, a lot of them, this would already be something at least, and it would also be a, a signal that if you want to be a good entrepreneur let's call it that you should pass on the benefits a little bit downstairs as well
1: yep i agree i agree um i think the the, the sort of the final piece going back to the uh, or reflecting a little bit on the uh, ubuntu.com article is you know we've been talking a lot about the the companies and and that sort of thing and 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 that side of this equation there are of course still very many ways that you can continue to contribute back to an open source community without um, you know a financial contribution whether it's engaging on a a forum helping people you know solve problems um, share knowledge um, and you know just understand the project a bit more You're, you're therefore one would hope helping with the adoption and the continued growth of that project because the more hands you can get that project into the more likelihood that you know that project will survive it's not a guarantee but it is a uh, it is a way that you can help and can influence things uh um, yeah, sadly it also is counterproductive because the more popular the project gets the
0: more money they need to keep it running because now they have to get legal accounts and stuff like that so yes, there's definitely doubt those are ways to help the project, but it doesn't take away the need for monetization.
1: It does not. It does not. Um, it, it's certainly at least if you have a, a, a company behind it. Um, another one is, is you know, sharing sharing your voice when you, you think that there are opportunities for uh, that project. So that could be, you know, feature requests, things that you see could be done better. Um, You know, many, many, uh, many responses met with the, the, the comment PRs are welcome. Um, And, you know, that is often the case where there's just not enough resource um, within that, that project developer base to actually implement lots of fun things that, uh, that would be welcome. But sometimes like there may be something that, you know, you see a particular gap or a particular opportunity for a project and you know maybe the maybe the project team actually also thinks hey that 's actually a great idea we'd never seen or thought of that before. But I think that could be that could really benefit the project and uh, and and you know those sorts of things get done obviously, if you have developer skills as well and you are able to even contribute you know some code or um some sort of ideas around what that might look like, then even better but you know cool. just not even Engaging. better, that's the only
0: one that solves the monetization problems. All the rest mm-hmm. you talked about increases the monetary pressure because all of those RFEs need to be written by somebody and if you have to fire all our developers, we don't have anybody. So unless uh, you, the person that is complaining against the fact that you have to start paying for open source stuff, unless you start developing the stuff for free, mm-hmm. be prepared to pay something.
1: Yep. And then, you know, reporting and actually helping to review and triage and and help people with with bugs and issues on the project. A lot of organisations have an open bug tracker that you can participate and get active in. And actually, it's a really great way to learn a project in a lot of ways. Like it, it allows you to really understand some of the problems that people have, some of the things that people are struggling with. Allows you to then also maybe get a bit of familiarity with the code base as you try and understand, you know, where that problem might be occurring. And it is also good for the community. Yeah, and with
0: that you mean not just file bugs, which create work, but fix mm-hmm. bugs.
1: Yep. <laughs> and even just even just triaging them, like helping the person that filed the bug to actually get a bit more data so that when someone with more depth it does finally look at that bug. They've got far more information yeah. uh, that they need to be able to maybe maybe get a, a chance at resolving it in a shorter timeline. Um, only two more. Um, so one is you know, contributing to documentation. Again, like this is one of those things that really does improve adoption of a project, but also um, make sure that um, hopefully there's less of a of a, maybe a support load on a project and instead there's a chance that this um you know could really help people uh, understand a lot more about uh, what's going on yeah. no comments on that one no nope. and then the final one is of course contributing code you know and this this is the one that, that should really, be the first one <laughs> yeah it, it really is it really is the most important one um and, uh, you know, this is the, this is the way that, that projects will continue to thrive and survive. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, in, in some cases, in some ways, in some sort of perspectives to look at it as, as Jon would say, it's like open source has never been more prevalent, has never been, uh, more important to, uh, everything that we do today. Um, but I've never been in more eager demand for help. Yep exactly so with that anything else for you all right well in that case that is all the time we have for today you can support this podcast by becoming a patreon every contribution really does help we are on youtube you can like subscribe hit the notification bell and all the youtube things um it does make me oh so happy you can also go to roaring elephant.org for a link to our patreon page and for more information about the podcast but also please send your feedback to podcast at roaringelephant.org if you have any until next time my name is full of soul dave and since we are
0: on the creative commons which is basically open source in podcasting i'm not gonna say my name but thank our patrons instead
1: ah wonderful And we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.